Hey guys, because I am very interested in the kingdom of God and because his kingdom is spiritually based, I'm always on the lookout and have been for decades for insights and experiences that might give us a peek into some spiritual realities. And so uh, this video right now, I'm going to admit I've made a mistake and I've been wrong. But I think it's important for me to admit this and how I was wrong so that you can uh, choose to listen to me and uh, assimilate that into your ways or not. Uh, but I've wondered about experiences people can have through hallucinogenics and the value of what people called NDEs or uh, near-death experiences. I've watched a lot of content on all of it. NDEs, I've watched content uh, on people who promote uh, the use of psychedelics, who dabble in it. I know people who use them. And I've even slightly allowed for these concepts to work their way into my belief system. Now, I've never taken a, a hallucinogenic in my life, uh, but admittedly, I've been tempted by some people who have uh, taken them and they have invited me to, to join in with ayahuasca or uh, shrooms or L LSD or peyote and uh, uh, molly and all these other things. And then I've also been invited to go participate in peyote, uh, uh, Native American peyote uh, experiences, uh, uh, which I haven't done. I've never done any of them. And the reason I haven't done it is, one, I'm not convinced that the portals that are opened up from the experience are necessarily of God or that they are spiritually based. I'm just convinced that there is an experience that happens, and but I'm not sure they can be connected to God himself, and I'll tell you why in a minute. The second main reason I don't do it is because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm very afraid of my own mind. My mind is not a stable place when I enter into uh, realms of the world, and I have to be very careful with how I administer substances and how I use them because they have a profound effect on me leading to craziness and depression and, and long-term psychosis. And so I, I'm very aware of what I can and can't do. And stepping into mind trips has always terrified me. I don't think I can handle it. So, I, and listen, I know about microdosing. I've heard all the rhetoric. I've looked at, at the stuff. I don't judge anybody who chooses to go down these roads. If you want to do it, you can do it. I love you the same. But the primary reason I don't do it is I'm not convinced that a drug can serve to bring me into the unseen realities of God. Um, yes, they can open our minds up and to engage with things that are in our gray matter uh, that we've never experienced before, but my question is, are those things really spiritual and reflective of the things of the spirit from God? Or are they merely products of these material bodies and these material minds being exposed to material substances we have to ingest in order to have them? You see, think about it for a minute. 
if you take what we believe is a spirit or a ghost, you could dump that spirit or ghost, push it, baptize it in a vat of LSD. And the ghost isn't going to trip because it has no faculties on where to have an experience from because the ghost or the spirit is spiritual. So when human beings are taking physical material drugs into their physical material bodies and their mind through drugs uh, is incorporating the experience, I see it as all physical. It's not, it can't be confirmed to be spiritual, even though people who do it say, I, I met God. That's what they say. I, I had an encounter with God. You see, you got all that? So because we're talking about actual matter being injected or snorted or eaten we, into our material bodies, I can't help but believe that the experience that we are having is relegated just to the material and therefore really has no bearing or reflection on the spiritual world that God uh, exists in. But I've wondered. I have also, that, that, that's where my error in thinking has come in because my wonderment has allowed to work its way into my understanding of spiritual things, okay? And I have with a greater attention and ear heard the stories of people who use uh, hallucinogens and I've incorporated what they say they experience into the world that God gives us spiritually. But I've made a mistake in doing that. The other mistake I've made is I've taken the content from NDEs. And like I said, I've looked at a lot and I've tried to see them in terms of having some validity. And I've tried to see them relative to scripture and what scripture says so that I can sort of see if they work together and what they offer us relative to the afterlife in reality. So part of my problem, though, with NDEs and the reason I don't entirely see them as valid and have never said I believe you can trust them, but I've been interested, is they don't accord with the scripture completely. And not only that, in many cases, the experience individuals have through their NDEs are in conflict with scripture. And that makes me think, well, what's going on there? Either the scripture's wrong and everybody's personal experience is right or everybody's personal experiences are something else. And that what the scripture describes is the truth of an afterlife. So there are elements in some people's NDEs that reflect doctrinal preferences. For instance, there's Christians who have them that they see hell and it's a burning fire. And there are Christians who have them and they go to a peaceful realm. There's Indians who are, who are Hindu who they enter into a material realm that is surrounded by the things that Hindus love and appreciate. Muslims tend to see what Muslims believe. Mormons see what they believe. Catholics tend to see what Catholics believe. Every now and then you'll get an atheist who has an NDE and they will say, I know there's an afterlife because I died and I experienced this 
thing. Often atheists in the East will never include the admittance that there is a God or that there is a Jesus. They'll just say they know there's something beyond. That's what they say. So taking all this into account, I reflect upon NDEs and I've given them a place of consideration because some of what they say is in harmony with what the scripture says about the afterlife. And what I mean specifically by that is there is a new Jerusalem. They don't usually talk about that. A couple of them have. Not a new Jerusalem, but they say it's a building or, or surrounded by a wall. And, and then there's an outside of it which they always describe as being beautiful and, and full of life and, and roaming hills and there's people there they recognize, et cetera, et cetera. And so I've heard these and I thought, okay, I think that's a, possibly a picture of what it's like. God takes time in reformatting and re, repurposing our thoughts. He doesn't immediately tell us we're wrong, not usually in my life. And so his timing is perfect and he recently came in and broke up the error of my thoughts relative to hallucinogens, NDEs, and what scripture says the afterlife might, uh, contains. One of the fallouts from fulfillment eschatology that I have had, in harm, which, was, which was created by my taking these NDEs and these hallucinogenic experiences, and, and allowing them to come in and mix with what the scripture says the afterlife is like, is that I slowly became more and more depressed because I felt like I had come to the point where God loves all, God is calling to all, he's not angry with anybody, he doesn't pour his wrath out anymore, he poured it out on the nation of Israel, in that day of 70 AD destruction. And that now we're all subjectively living in a, in a relationship with him if we want it. And if we don't, we'll die. If you want a relationship, you'll die and you'll go to a great place. And if you don't want a relationship, you want to live selfishly and by your flesh, you'll go to a not so bad place. That's what everything concluded in my mind from eschatology, hallucinogens, NDEs, and me allowing them to kind of intermingle together and bring some sort of sense. But the end result of those beliefs amalgamating into this perception overwhelmed me with despair to the point that over the past probably year, maybe more, I have steadily wondered why? What's the point? What? Why do I study the scripture and teach the scripture? Why do I try to get people to hear about growing in Jesus or receiving Jesus? Why do I freaking even care? And I incorporated the NDE picture into my mind because I was seeing the kingdom in a, in a bright heavenly place and the kingdom is glowing a little bit more. And then outside is a beautiful place. God loves everybody. Through his son, he's paid for their sin, overcome Satan, death and hell. And I believe all that still. But that outside was this great place that the NDEers are always describing. And it brought to me kind of a depression as to what's this life about? Why even try as a believer? If I can still do what I do in my flesh 
And Jesus isn't necessarily present with me to such an extent that I care. Why don't I just eat, drink, and be merry, die tomorrow, you know, enjoy the flesh, and realize God loves me? And it got me so deep in a despair that last week in the morning, I was on my face in my, where I live. And I was actually weeping. I was crying. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get fulfillment if this is what it means. I mean, it seems negligible between your love for the sinner and your love for the saint. So why am I even trying all this? Why have we created all of this to try to reach a predominantly deaf audience uh, if, if this is the reality? And it's a real thing. Because it's not only happened to me, I've seen it happen to several people who have embraced fulfillment. Okay. So the view heightened uh, by my accepting NDEs and all this, and I didn't realize it was leading to Christian despondency. Maybe some of you have had it. I've had people say, well, you know, now that I believe it's fulfilled, I don't have anything to live for. You know, I'm not waiting for his return, I'm not waiting for a judgment or a rapture. What's life about? And I've had very good friends even just kind of become faithless, despondent. It's a real thing. What does it matter is almost what we're saying, right? So the inward despair took me to this point. And last week I came to the end of the rope. And I actually gave it all up in my heart and mind to God saying, I just don't, I just don't get it. And I asked for insights of this growing darkness. And I poured my heart out and I got nothing. Empty. That happens a lot when you pray. And sometimes it just doesn't happen immediately. Sometimes it doesn't seem to ever happen, but it does. So I went on with my day, having poured it out because I trusted that there comes an answer from him. I went to sleep that night and I woke up and I was working in the word and preparing stuff and I got a phone call out of the blue it's from a friend of mine. I love the, love the guy, but I only hear from him. Literally, he only calls me maybe two to four times a year. He waits for me to call him or we see each other socially. And he called me and he said, hey, I just want to share with you about my experience with mushrooms. This was out of the blue. I said, oh. And I knew he had taken mushrooms once before, but he said, yeah, it didn't really do that much. I saw the wall breathing. So I was like, oh. So he said, I just really have to share this with you. And I said, when did you do it? And he said, last night. And he said, I said, did you do it alone? He said, yes. I said, oh, geez, man. And, and he said, okay. But what I did was I only took a microdose before, and I was tired of that. So I opened up my mind. I opened up my whole person to God. And I said, do what you want with this. And I took, a, it's called an ultra mega dose, five grams, I think it was grams, of mushrooms. I took five grams. And he said, and then it got to the point while I was sitting on my couch that I had to go in my bedroom, shut the lights off and just lay there. And I had to allow whatever was happening to me to happen to me. So I'm listening, I'm thinking, okay, you know, keep going. I don't recommend this. I wouldn't do it. 
But he did it. He's searching for something. He did it. And I listened to his recitation of what he experienced. Hand to God. He almost quoted verbatim. 85, 90% of what indie ears say happens to them when they are dying. He was one with everything. He became everything. I was a drop of water. Then I became the ocean. I was in total, absolute darkness, but I wasn't afraid. And then in that darkness, I started to experience lights, neon lights, he said. I saw nature and I saw things floating. And he said, I can't really describe it. It was so amazing. I was one with God. And, I, and, and after having done it, I know God better. He's reinforcing the use of, of these psychedelics to encounter God, which is not new. It's been going on since Timothy Leary. And so you have to, if you're a seeker, you have to listen. But when he started echoing the sentiments, he's never had an NDE, of the NDEers, I hung up from him and I started looking through the internet. And I typed in what chemicals are present in the mind of a person when they're dying. And from reputable medical sources, DMT is present in the mind. And that is synonymous with serotonin. It floods the mind. And DMT has very, very similar effects to cybacillin uh, uh, or whatever that's called in mushrooms. And the dots connected finally after years of falsely entertaining possibilities, the light came on and I realized how I have taken the material experiences of people who use hallucinogens and the material experience of someone who experienced a form of dying when their brain filled with DMT and they shared the same exact thing, I realized, also from the addition of something I watched on a show, I realized this is the disconnect. I have been wrong. I have believed that the hallucinogens and the near-death experience were revealing to me reality. They weren't. They aren't. They're just revealing to us a mechanical, biological, physical thing that occurs in people who take hallucinogenics or people who are dying. And what I mean by that is it all happens in the material gray matter mind of a human being. Listen, it's why we have these universally shared experiences of of uh, indie ears and of people who take hallucinogens. At death, it's the mind shutting down. It's flooded with imagery and memories and insights and beliefs that we've carried with us. And they manifest themselves in the midst of the DMT or serotonin. 
And people who are dying, they see that and they say, that's heaven. They say, that's the afterlife. They say, that's God. And we have people who take mushrooms and LSD and, and Molly and all the ayahuasca and all these other things. And they say, I tapped into God. And I made the mistake of thinking that that was probably a reality when in fact nobody has tapped into God because God is not a product of our physical makeup experiencing. That is not the spirit. The spiritual things are otherworldly. We've tied them to physical material reactions to things that we experience. And because we don't have any insight on what the heavenly kingdom's really like, we can only liken them to the substances we take or when we're approaching death. And I, at that point, knew that in my mind, I had, I had gathered together a perspective of the afterlife that was false. It was wrong. And I had to change my mind. And when I changed my mind, I was able to better see what had happened. And this is it. I think when someone dies, just like when someone takes hallucinogens, their mind fills with DMT. And their mind releases all the things about their life. I think Mormons are so big on family that they see their members of their family who are important to them. I think Muslims who uh, have a great affinity for uh, Allah see Allah. I think Catholics see the Virgin Mary. I think Hindus see fields of gold, whatever. I think atheists have a cosmic experience that say there's a God. It doesn't mean Jesus. I don't know what it means, but there's an afterlife. But it's all just DMT, working on their minds, shutting down. It's like when we say, hey, you have a technical problem. They say, turn off your computer and let it stay off for three minutes or whatever. Why? Because all the electricity and energy from that thing has to leave all its components before it's really dead. You see, NDEs are properly named. They're not, they're near death, but they're not death because nobody has died, stood before God, the way the scripture says, accounted for their life, gotten a resurrected body, and been assigned a place to live for eternity and then come back. See, that's what the scriptural narrative says. There is a judgment. You will, get, you will receive a body. You will inherit a mansion. You will enter the kingdom or you won't. These are the people who don't enter the kingdom. These are the people who do. But what I did was I took all this other information and I assumed that those who are outside the kingdom are in a great place. And those who are in the kingdom were in a good place too. But the reality is, I don't have any idea. And nobody else does either. But what I do have an idea on is that uh, hallucinogenics do not tell us who God is. It's a lie. I'm cured of ever even being attempted to want them. Because I know they're just a material reaction to a drug we materially induce. And we believe somehow it's God. No way. God is a consuming fire. God is terrifying from what scripture says. And entering his presence is all by and through faith. 
and that those outside his presence, while his wrath does not abide upon them, are described as people filled with sin. I believe now that outside the realm, for those who want it, whatever, they have the darkness they love. But if you're someone who doesn't want to be outside and you want to be inside, I think it's going to be fairly miserable. And I think it's going to be something that you really don't want. And I've said that before, but now I'm convinced of it in light of all this ancillary information coming in and having wrongly influenced me over the years. I'm very capable of, uh, of connecting dots that don't fit. Maybe I'm doing that again now, but I wanted you to hear from a firsthand experience of someone who's considered uh, hallucinogens and someone who has considered NDEs and tried to make them fit with a biblical narrative that I've come to the conclusion they're not at all, that it's actually a, a counterfeit. It's a, a pseudo spirituality and that none of it reflects what the scripture actually says. Love you guys. Have a great week.